Welcome to Boiling Point, the podcast to motivate ever-evolving entrepreneurs and forward-thinking movement pioneers. Our hosts, filmmaker Greg Hemmings and executive coach Dave Vale, are turning up the heat in the world's business communities. Our interviews with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers are raising the temperature of inspiration. Live from the hottest studio in this quadrant of the universe, here are Dave and Greg. Welcome back, Greg. Thank you for welcoming me back, Dave. I really appreciate that. That's, and guests. Uh, that's really good of you. And guests. <laughs> so, so We've got three guests on today, We've got Dave. three guests. We've got three <laughs> guests. We are very excited to hear from all three. I, I expect we'll hear from all three at different points in this wonderful <laughs> podcast. Um, and and, what, and, and we, the person we hear laughing is Debbie. So we're gonna, why don't we throw it to Debbie to introduce herself and and Shane, or she she can kind of run the show here, and then uh, the other person that is in, in that is in her arms. And let's and let's not be sheepish about uh, the introductions. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, Ooh. Ooh. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep on goading you on here to uh, to, uh, That's to, to bring you. bring this in. Oh my god, <laughs> Shane, I, I hear. Okay, I, this is what I live with on a constant basis. Debbie and no, Shane, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I hope I do a good podcast. <laughs> okay, so we have. Uh, oh God, make it quick. De- Debbie and Shane from. from I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to promote this. Uh, pronounce this correctly. From, uh, would it be French like Silent H? Oat uh, goat farms, or is it Hout? Exactly. No, you're exactly right. Well done. Oh, thank you. So it's Oat go- Goat Farm. Oat Goat. Oh, good first. Yep. Okay, so guys, tell spelled, us tell us all about this. Spelled this is great. H a u t e. Yeah, for, 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 for those for those listeners that aren't French and may <laughs> live in, 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 or, and live in another country potentially. So, <laughs> over to you, Debbie. Hi, it's Debbie Nightingale from Oak Goat Farm, together with my grandbaby Anna Claire. Hi, Hi Anna Claire. And Shane. Hey, Shane. And uh, how about you, then, yes. Shane? Why don't you tell us about the Oat Goat Farm? The Oat Goat Farm was uh, a concept that came out of Debbie's magnificent brain on how to uh, have everything she's always wanted her entire life, which is basically uh, animals that she could, you know, befriend and uh, raise and um, uh, communicate with in all different ways and um, still uh, keep me out of trouble. And I think she's doing a phenomenal job of all pieces. So she's keeping you working very busily. Is that is that is that what being yeah, out of trouble means? Yeah. Well, first she had me retire, <laughs> um, and then about oh forty five fifty minutes after I retired, she found a lot for me to do. <laughs> and, and and that lot uh, includes Nigerian dwarf goats, alpacas, chickens, horses, and a forest full of shiitake mushrooms. Come on. Yes. <laughs> Some years, some years. Incredible dogs, fantastic cats, and a few months. Wow. So when 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 did you retire? Like when did this all happen? And how long has this been? Um, you know, this the goat farm alive. The, the entire year, beginning January one of two thousand and nine, is circled in blood, uh, red uh, on my calendar. Okay. <laughs> and, and and Debbie, uh, do, do you have just as uh, interesting ways to describe the, uh, the the miracle of the oak goat farm? 
yeah, I, I completely have fallen in love with this place, and it's my dream come true, and it seems to be the dream come true of so many people who come here. So it's really worked out in every sense of the word the best possible way and something that I never expected just kind of fell upon us in, a, in some ways. And so you now maybe tell people where you're located and, um, you, sure. you know, and, and just what, the whole concept. And I, I, my, my sense sure. is from reading this is that people can come visit and there's self-guided yep. tours and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, yeah and, and, yeah. The, and you, yeah. Got, so you got some really good press as well, as I'm, I'm noticing in your bio. We've got phenomenal press, but I credit the ghost completely for that because you, hmm. can't, uh, you can't go too wrong with a baby Nigerian dwarf ghost, <laughs> especially if it's dressed in pajamas or a tutu. But... Um, no, we're located just an hour east of Toronto in a little town called, a beautiful little town called Port Hope. And so we're in a remarkable location, which again was happenstance because we wanted to be closer to, we had been in Campbellford before that, an hour east of here, but we wanted to be closer to the kids and the grandkids, which of course is why I'm babysitting now because it's easier for the kids to drop their babies off to me because <laughs> we're closer. But, um, when we got our first goats in 2009, on January 1st, apparently, when Shane retired, um, we were kind of surprised as we started to tell people about the goats, how it seemed to really strike a chord. Everybody was keen. Everybody was interested. Everybody had a story to tell. And even if you just said, we have goats, it would make people smile. So we thought that's kind of interesting. Maybe we should somehow open up the farm and, you know, have casual tours here. And we started making some products actually at the farm in a very rudimentary way. And it just really started to take uh, take on a life of its own because more and more people came to the farm. Those people told other people. Those other people told other people. And, you know, as we started doing trade, not trade shows, but consumer shows like the Royal Winter Fair and Cheese Festival in Picton and, you know, that kind of thing, um, the word just seemed to grow in a very kind of... Um, lovely way and along the way we got amazing press like the food and wine magazine from the lcbo i think every major paper um has done something about us not us but the, the farm um you know radio television everything not a, i don't think we've had a podcast though to tell you the truth ah, <laughs> we we are the first i'm re- very happy to say that you know what we are we, I, we are the first for many people in, in the podcast space actually the uh so many entrepreneurs, uh, Debbie and Shane, that we talked to on this podcast, many, 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 and uh, uh, it's it's such a wonderful way to communicate with people because our listeners are they're dedicated and they listen to the whole episode because we're we're plugged mm-hmm. into their ears. So it's a great it's a great format. You guys should explore this more. I would like to. In fact, I did years ago, and now it seems to have you know coming back into it so much. And I think it makes total sense. I agree with you. It's a terrific thing. So. So I will pay much more attention now. Thank you. So your your type of business is um, the type of business that actually many Canadians and North Americans own, which is uh, family run. Um, you know, I, I guess you call it a lifestyle business in a way. Uh, like it's, it's you're not building this business to scale and franchise. You're building this to really create the life that you want to live. Let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, you know, knowing full well that our listeners are mostly entrepreneurs. What are some of the struggles uh, and some of the wins in in building this type of at-home lifestyle business that is probably a ton of work, as I can only imagine? Uh, But yeah, let's talk about that. Maybe even really the dynamics of doing this together, you know, like uh, let's get into the into the nitty gritty here. Um, If you don't love it, don't do it. And you got to have passion for what you're doing. To me, that's the main rules. 
I mean, what we find is when people come, you know, I had somebody stop me in the middle of a tour and say, I can't believe how passionate you are about this. It's so wonderful to see. And it's genuine. I mean, I just, I love the animals. I love the place. And when people come and enjoy it as much as we do, it just makes everything worthwhile. So I know it maybe sounds sucky, but completely true. It just, it nourishes your soul. Hmm. And then to be making money on top of that, I mean, you know, you can't do better than that. So um, you're right. We're not a major operation. I don't think we ever will be. We're not looking to franchise because I don't think it's the kind of business that lends itself to that, nor should it be. It's just, it's phenomenal. I mean, for us, the trick is because we're an open farm, because we're a public farm. So for us, the trick is drawing the line between public and private. For instance, we have our little store actually in the house. So (laughs) we're open. Mm -hmm. We're really open. Mm -hmm. And uh, more often than not, if people come with kids or or even if they just come on their own, they'll sort of take a peek into the kitchen and sort of wander around the house. (laughs) Because it feels that way. And that's like, we're glad that it feels that way because that's how we feel about things. But um, it's it's been an amazing ride so far, and uh, you know it, it it feels good. And when it feels good, it makes it easy to do. Yeah, hard but easy, if you know what I mean. I mean, totally. long hours. Totally. But as Shane says, if you love what you do, you don't feel it. Yeah, a hundred percent. And by the way, we're both we're both entrepreneurs, and we can, we can relate to the the love and and the challenges that come along with loving and being passionate about something. Um, You know what I'm curious about is just, you know, the way you just, but there's another element, which is just phenomenal, which is as, as ideas are born, they almost immediately go into the first stage of development and they happen within, within weeks. There's a new program out. There's a new workshop out. Uh, there's a new way of bringing people closer, uh, closer to the animals. It's just, I mean, Deb's mind works fantastically, <laughs> quickly, in terms of evolving these projects and these programs, and people really respond to it. So a person who comes once will come five or six times during that season wow. because it's always something new, always. Well, and we don't have to keep re-educating them because nice. they just... They know the first names of the goats. I mean, they're they're as much family as they are guests. It's it's unreal. How um so so that actually segues nice into my the 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 kind of curiosity I have around like, you know, the way you describe starting and and even you know Shane just how you describe you know having a new idea and 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 giving it life. So my my guess based on what you've described it wasn't this you didn't sit down and write a a, a big business plan on in terms of you know how this was going to get into the globe and to the uh uh the Toronto Star and onto the boiling point podcast um things evolved for you um i'm just curious about that like did it literally like like did it start as this idea and then you just kind of re- reacted and responded to the interest or like how, you know how did how did how did it get to where it is now first of all debbie Debbie has an extraordinary um, uh, experience. Uh, she's been involved in several different types of enterprises, uh, almost always uh, from a marketing perspective, a sales perspective, um, and the past uh, couple of decades uh, from a production perspective. So it's like she has it really varied. Mine is more... Um, I guess finance and sales and a bit of marketing and schmoozing and that kind of crap. Um, I love it. But but um, uh, basically, if you really water it down, it's uh, creating environments and um, 
finding ways of uh, making people feel at home, comfortable. So when you combine those two skills, those two expertise uh, uh, menus that Debbie and I share, it wasn't like it was, hey, here's an idea that maybe will work. Let's sit down and study the concept and maybe test it in certain markets. And, you know, there's a feel, there's an instinct. And it was the kind of thing where we invested what we had. We were lucky enough we didn't have to borrow to build, uh, number one. And number two, we invested in the pragmatics. And uh, we let nature take care of the beauty and uh, the surround, the environment, um, the kind of uh, geographical uh, norms in this particular county are, I mean, they're stunning. They're really stunning. And that is part also of what uh, drew the people. So we didn't have uh, many of the investments that business needs to start. Uh, and we didn't uh, subscribe to any particular criteria. Over and over and over, Debbie says, it's the audience that's telling us what to do. And as long as you listen to them very carefully and fulfill it with just absolute quality in the back of your mind, you know, it's hard to go wrong in that way unless you spend too much money. I think that's right. I mean, if you, you really have to have your eyes open, your ears open for opportunities. And, uh, you know, when we started this crazy thing, we, we had we had gotten our first four little Nigerian dwarf goats who, first of all, are, are you know, impossibly adorable. But on top of that, have the, the highest butterfat content of any of the goat breeds. And so their, their cheese, their milk, everything is unbelievable, rich and sweet and all that. So we had a dream to create... Um, you know, a cheese-making operation, which we thought, oh, isn't that a fun idea? <laughs> but what we discovered pretty quickly is that it would have cost us over a million bucks to do that. And at wow. that stage of our life and, uh, you know, and, and, and sort of contemplating a major investment like that, we thought, you know what, no, it's, just, it's just too much, and we'd lose the joy in it. But what that did was it sent us in a different direction, not because we were looking to open a business per se, but we thought, you know, I'd start to make this hand, foot, and cuticle cream out of the goat milk, um, and people loved it. So, you know, that kind of began, you know, started started us off. We would go to the local farmer's market, and they would buy it, and they would say, we can't believe how great it is. And, mm-hmm. and then we would talk about the goats, and that led to having people start to come and see the ghosts, and that led to the tours, and that led to the workshops, you know, and on and on and on. So, you know, and we were really, really lucky because within the first, I think, few months, we had been at the, the Witchwood Farmers Market in Toronto, which is a very prestigious market. We were delighted to get in, and that's where the LCBO magazine found us and called us. You know, we didn't go after them. They found us. So, so you know, all that together with goats, which are, you know, I had them before they were trendy, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I'm think, I'm just thinking how much your grandkids must love going to the oh grandparents' my gosh, yeah. house. Love it, love it, love it. Like they, and, like and they all, don't want to leave, probably. Like the you know the, the your parents, no. your kids are trying to pull the grandkids away. No, we don't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> but I, yes, that's absolutely true. But for us to be able to give them that kind of experience is so important to us. Yeah. And we do that with that obviously with the other kids that are here too. Not just that, but the old people and everybody in between. There's just something about being here, you know, the fresh air, the country. And like I said, it sounds hokey, but there's just something calming and tranquil and 
lovely and you connect. You just connect with nature and the animals. Well, it, it, it's everything that... So in a way, what you're selling is a, a throwback, this connection to a, totally, t- a time totally. gone by. But the cool thing is, is younger kids who don't remember the days of the farm necessarily, exactly. or didn't but know, it's, or didn't it, it still know. resonates like because it's na- right. It's what you said. I love that you're selling more than a commodity. You're, you're selling an experience when people go. Now, speaking of the experience, obviously, you've got um, uh, online retail opportunities here. So people yeah. anywhere can buy your product. Is that, is that right? Yeah, totally right. Totally right. We can't, we, we've really focused on Canada. Um, shipping in and out of the States is just too difficult and too expensive. So we, I mean, it's available. If people want to do it. We do it occasionally, but really we focus on the Canadian market for now. Got it. In okay. terms of the online what, stuff. What, and what and you said, you mentioned workshops. What are the workshops? Well, again, we listened to what people said, and you know they would be so interested in how I milk a goat. So we we did this workshop. We started the workshops last year called Farm Life Workshops, yeah. and this one's called Milk a Goat Make Cheese, and that's exactly what it is. So we have ten people come. You know, they pay us money. They milk the goats. They take that milk into the house, um, and then we make cheese out of it. So, and it's all done in two two and a half hours. So, and then you know, if they want to buy lunch here, they can do that too. And then, of course, the products. So it's really an all-around experience. Um, so we do that. We do introduction to chickens. We do a beekeeping workshop. I do one called inter- uh, sorry, making the leap from the city to the country, which people love, wow. and because uh, everybody wants to leave the city and come to the country, as I think they should. I so. think you should add. I think I think you should consider adding one more. And I'll, yep. I'll, I would sign up my father for it, and it would be about <laughs> yeah. retirement and transitioning into the next phase. And Shane, Shane, could, Shane, could, Shane could be a, a leader in that in terms of that's right. You know, just have your have your have your life partner circle something on the calendar and start start You won't start an hour four. You won't get bored. <laughs> Fifty minutes of, of, of retirement. Oh my gosh! And <laughs> interesting, uh, interesting trans transition or opportunity for uh, f- for us to to tell our listeners about something that's coming up from the same studio here at the boiling point. We've got another podcast being developed called The Gray Wave, and it's about that very thing, Dave. Um, uh, Debbie and Shane, it's about the news media that we hear about the aging baby boomers is all doom and gloom. It's the silver tsunami coming to destroy us all, you know? Well, we we want to tell a different story called The Gray Wave, where you can surf that wave, and when you're retired, doesn't mean it's over. In fact, so much value is ready to be had at that time, at post-retirement. And that's what our next podcast is going to be about. So we'll, we'll probably have to bring you guys in on that one as well once uh, once we launch I it. love that idea. I so agree with you. Like now that I'm here in part of that wave, I, see, I cannot believe the resources available here. We have so many people who don't have to work anymore who come here just because they want to volunteer. Hmm, so they do. They come and they shovel poop and they label soap because they, I don't ask them. They want to be here and do stuff. And, you know, all kinds of skill sets from marketing to finance and shoveling. (laughs) But, uh, no, I totally agree with you. And I would love, you know, to hear. I for sure want to hear it. So uh, I'll I'll be signed up. (laughs) I love it. And uh, uh, with that, we're coming close to the end uh, of our interview. And I was going to try to make a pun uh, about being cheesy. (laughs) But I, I, I just didn't know how to interject it without, you know. So I'm going to work on that a little yeah, bit. You need, <laughs> <laughs> well, Very but, bad. But, but, oh! 
Oh, nice. see, see, there's nice. a workshop leader right there. Nice. Well, and then you're describing you're desc- you're, you, this wonderful description that you both given around, you know, just being on the farm stuff. So if people want to um, see pictures and, and, and get a sense of what it is and, and hopefully, you know, make a point of going to Port Hope and visiting you guys, um, how would they learn more about you in terms of social media and that sort of thing? Well, of course, there's the website, hopeboat.com. Uh, we're also on Instagram, we're also on Twitter, and we're, of course, we're on Facebook. So oodles and oodles of pictures and videos and all sorts of stuff. Um, and if I could take two seconds just to say how important social media has been for us. Yes. Because it's just opened all sorts of gates for us and doors and, you know, just let people know. Because we have pictures of cute goats. <laughs> so, and the other thing, by the way, we have a link to our 24-hour goat camps. So people can see our goats 24-7. Oh, so I don't know if you call that. that. Tell them to watch, except people yell at me and they say, we can't get our work done. We're watching the goats all the time. Oh, so. man, that's awesome. <laughs> so that's that's on your website? It's really exciting on the in the spring when we go through birthing. I bet. Yeah, it's people can see birthing. Yeah, yeah oh, pretty wow. cool. I, I, hope, I hope YouTube's giving you some, uh, some ad revenue on that. <laughs> no, that clever I'm not. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, um, Debbie and Shane, thanks so much for all that you're doing and uh, all the good work and uh, inspiration that you're you're passing on. We really appreciate you having having you on here. And uh, next time, Dave and I are in the area, which uh, geez, I'm in Toronto often. Uh, if it's an hour yep. and a half away. Bam. That sounds like That's an excursion. An hour. An, an hour. hour. Get, an your, hour. get your bum here. Yeah, for sure. Well, that would be great. <laughs> and, uh, and Greg's good at shoveling, by the way. I'm, just so I'm, you know. I'm a good poop shoveler. <laughs> <laughs> I've right. made a note. I've <laughs> made a note. Thank, thank you so much for this. I, I'm good at eating cheese. <laughs> well, we can help you with that, too. All right. <laughs> See you later, guys. Thanks, you guys. Take care. Okay. Thanks so much. Take Bye-bye. care. Yeah. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Um, instead of saying cheers, I should have said cheese. Yeah, you're good. I Over, was, I, listen, I was, I was listening. I was, I was like, oh. I wanted to say something, and I was like, man, I'm just, I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> over, over and out. Is <laughs> that good? Oh yeah. H a u t. Yeah, I got that, it. Well, why did was, you have to explain fun. that to me? You had, like, I didn't think I get it. Well, because I'm, I'm taking French lessons every week right now. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Yeah, so I'm, so, I'm six weeks in. So, so takeaways for you. Uh, I just love speaking to two unique businesses. Like we, we haven't really had that sort of business. Like we've, we've had like Dave Wolpin on, uh, you know, who owns a farm, et cetera. But like, <clears throat> it's a little slightly different scenario. This is a real, the fact that it's two retirees um, that have found this new amazing world of entrepreneurship together. Really cool. Do, do you know what, you know what was interesting? I mean, like we talked to them for what, 20, what, 25 minutes. But my sense was of just what a wonderful relationship they have. Yeah, Do you, know you, what I mean? you can hear it. You can hear it, and it, and it's and it's and it's quite remarkable, and just their passion for what they're doing, and uh, and then the success that comes along with that, and it's just so cool. Like, you know, I don't know how else to describe it. It's just so neat, um, and you know, it's it's this whole idea of transitioning to that next phase of your life. Um, you know, and 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 I'm glad you got to plug in for the the gray wave, because um, you know, I don't think. Uh, or at least for me, and it's a few years away. Um, I've, I'm, you know, I, I hope that's an exciting part where you're transitioning to something new, and it's not about and you're you know producing value, like lots yeah, of value. exactly, hundred yeah. percent. And I've, I've got really good role models in my family that did exactly that. They did you know really cool things as they transitioned right from my you know my grandfather on. So um, so neat to hear. Like that's a, that's the part that really resonates with me. And yeah. So and, and how do people listen to the Gray Wave? Uh, it's not released yet, but um, we will just ke- keep an keep an ear out, keep an ear out 
of uh, you know, Ba-doom, on, on boiling point, we'll we'll be letting people know when it's released. We've got about four episodes in the can. Okay. Jerry Pond is on it. Which oh, is, cool! He gave an amazing interview. Really? Uh, so a lot of the in, the entrepreneurs listening to our podcast right now will really enjoy this because it's creating a new connection between an older generation and younger entrepreneurs in a way. You know, like it's going to be cool. And uh, boiling point podcast dot biz is what where it will be held. But if you go there right now, there might not be anything there. So uh, I'm just giving so, you a teaser. So to to come, I'm, I'm farming out a teaser here. Uh, All right, you're not, and you're not being too cheesy. You, uh, do, you think I'm, to. do you think I'm being punny? Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay, dad jokes out. Da- dad jokes out. Done. Thanks for checking out this episode of Boiling Point. Remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes, and follow us on Twitter at Boiling Point Pod. To see more from Dave Vale, check out leadershipunleashed.ca or visioncoachinginc.com. And on Twitter, at Dave underscore Vale. And to catch up with Greg, visit Hemmingshouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter. Thanks for listening and remember, keep that pot boiling. I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app.